preparing what I was going to say today. Um, it, it dawned on me that it doesn't have to be difficult, it doesn't have to be hard work, it doesn't have to be a chore. You know, I went into the bedroom with quiet, you know, with my pen, my glasses, and I thought, do you know what am I doing? What I'm about to talk about is not hard work. It's, you know, it's, it's quite easy, actually. Um, I've been asked to give you a little bit of background. Um, I won't go into details of, of, you know, all the bad things because I think everybody here has experienced something bad, you know, whether it be loss of something or, you know, the death of someone or all of the manner of horrible things that we have to face in life. Everybody's experienced something like that. Um, I, I grew up all right, you know, I left home quite early. Um, life was alright, you know, I got a job, I had an education, um, car, family, friends, you know. I just floated through life really, um, and, and things were okay. Um, about 2005, um, things started to get a bit rocky. Um, like I said, I won't go into detail of what happened because I don't think it's relevant. Um, you know, problems started to appear, cracks started to, to show up, um, you know, things just started to happen um, that just made me feel sad, really. That's the only way I can describe it, sad. Um, I used to get up in the morning, oh, not another day. You know, I'd go to work, oh, another day in work. You know, one another bill. Everything, everything was a chore. And it went on like this for a good few years. Um, and at the time, I didn't realise, but now I know I was, I was dying. It's it, not a, a physical death, but like, it, it, you know, the death of my soul. Things were so difficult, I just didn't have anything to look forward to. I didn't have anything to look for in the morning. I had to, because I had a family, I had a job, and, you know, I had responsibilities. But inside, I was just so dead. And it, it was just, it was awful. It really, really awful. Um, went on for 15 years and as this sadness and this, this, you know, just misery, this depression sort of enveloped me, I, I began to live fearfully that something worse was coming, or, or no, something, something bad's going to happen, something bad's going to happen, you know, this, this might happen, this might happen, and it was like I was obsessed with bad things happening, and in some way that attracted the bad stuff, you know, everything that, that I thought was going to happen, started to happen. Um, really scary. Um, got to 2012, which was seven years after I first started to feel a bit lost and a bit, you know. Um, and something really, really, really bad happened. Um, really bad. Because the, the kind of stuff that you just, you don't imagine. You would never imagine that to happen to you or to your family. And it did. And it, it, it was awful. Um, already being quite depressed, quite lost, and having no hope. That was, it was, that was it. To me, it was the end. It was like the eyes had then gone. There was no, you know, two-faced gem where I could, I could walk into somewhere with my eyeliner on and go, everything's fine, because that, that bit had, had gone, the last bit of, of being able to hide behind the mask, it, it was gone, and I, and I was dead. Um, faced a couple of years of really, Trying, uh, trying times, um, to, you know, so difficult. And the things that were happening were causing people at Newman to back off because they didn't know what to do. Nobody 
music, and I, I started to drink. I don't always like to drink, um, but at this time the drink became um, a crutch for me. At the end of the day, where I'd had to, you know, I had to go to court or the police station, or I had to go to another meeting or face more people, that drink just became me. And um, you know, it, it was it was just awful. I suppose you may know people, you may have experienced it yourself. Where you, you know, you wake up in the morning if you're lucky to enough have, have had some sleep, and you, you know you have you have to rely on something that you need to. You need money to pay for, or you need to go out of the house to get. It's like being in a, a prison, but it's not really that small, if that makes sense. It's like you're in a prison, but you've got space to move around in it. Um, the drinking just got worse and worse and worse, and, and obviously more and more people, family, friends, backed off even more, because I just became a mess, you know. Oh, we don't know what to do to help anymore, that's what used to say, um, I didn't know what to do, I couldn't see a way out. Um, eventually I got to a point where I made the decision, do you know what, I, I, I can't do this anymore, what's the point, what is the point, there's no way back, um, and I made an attempt to take my own life, and it was a good attempt, I planned it, um, you know, I, I made sure I turned all the electrics off, um, you know, didn't, didn't want to be found charged, but I was okay with being found unconscious, you know. It, it, it was a good plan, but it didn't work. It, it didn't work. It, it, I started to do it over a couple of days because I didn't want to be in too much pain, you know. Um, this big long drawn out suicide um, didn't work. Um, eventually, so, somebody somewhere, um, and I know, I now know, you know, God. He had, he had his hand on me and he was saying, do you know what? It's not the time to go, you're not going like that. Um, so we sent some policemen around. Oh, I was fuming. I was absolutely livid. Um, they carted me straight off to a psychiatric unit. Um, and it was just, you know, what more? What more can go wrong? You know, everything's bad enough. But now, you're sectioned. Um, you know, I did, I did manage to stop the drinking um, in the psychiatric unit. Um, that was replaced by some nice blue tablets that they gave me. Quickly learned that all you had to do was cry, and you'd be given, you know, any, any amount of these tablets that you needed. Which at the time that was great for me because I was safe. Um, but I was just swapping one addiction for another. I was just I was running away from the problems in a different way, still hitting that brick wall. Um, eventually, I came out of the hospital, um, and that was like a big a big system shock. Because I, it was like coming back down to earth with a massive bump, but there was nothing there. And when I say nothing, there was, there was no family. But, you know, the, the family, but they weren't there because they didn't they didn't know what to do. You know, friends had sort of had gone. Um, I'd had to leave my job. I'd had to give up my animals. Um, I ended up having to give up my home um, because of the events that had happened before. I became really ill. I'd become a victim in the community where I lived, so I couldn't really show my face in the area. Um, so everything just had to go. All the material stuff that I worked for, I just had to leave. I put on Facebook, um, house clearance, free stuff. People were just turning up, taking my furniture, my clothes, you know, my shoes, um, and I was left with anything that 
I could just fit in with my car. Um, and I drove away from the town where I lived. Um, I was homeless, um, not the best position to be in. Um, but I slowly started to, you know, I stopped drinking, I stopped taking tablets, and things did start to get better. Like, on the whole, if you, if you were to look, if I were to look at both Gemma as she was, and then Gemma as she was when she left home and became homeless, I was in a better place, sort of physically, but, but in there, I was still, there was still nothing. Even though I wasn't drinking, even though I wasn't a complete wrecker on the floor, there was no, there was no joy in my heart. It was just, I didn't feel positive about anything, and it was like, oh, I've got to go to this appointment. I've got to do that. I need to get somewhere to live. Nothing was, was, I just wasn't happy with anything positive. Um, slowly, slowly, things did get better. Um, I got, I got myself a flat, which. I remember the day I got it, the, the circumstances in which it happened, they just don't happen to normal people. It doesn't happen. Somebody, a landlord, wanted to rent a property to somebody who nearly killed themselves for a really cheap price. And I was just, you know, this, this doesn't happen. You know, I didn't, I didn't at the time realise that that was God again saying, do you know what, have that, have that, and, and you know, come and have a look at this. It still didn't dawn on me that there was somebody, something bigger, you know, than everything, putting a hand out there to, 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 to say, you know. Um, yeah, but a year went by, um, still kept going to my groups. I used to go to the group every week, and the first thing I had to do was to sit in a room and say, My name is Gemma, and I'm an alcoholic. You know, I hated it. I hated it. I hated that label. I hated what it represented. Um, but that was part of what I had to do to try and get better at the time. Um, eventually I met Colin, my partner in recovery. Um, Colin became a bit of a crutch for me really, because I could talk to Colin about anything, stuff that I couldn't tell anybody else. I could tell him because he understood. Um, and that, that was great. Um, you know, and I kept, I think I put a little bit too much into relying on him really because it was always Colin that I could go to and say, oh, this has happened, this has happened. And although he listened, you know, put an arm around me, um, he couldn't provide me with the answers or the solution. He could just support me through it. Um, and he kept saying to me, why don't you come to church? I was like, no. <laughs> what do I want to do that for? And he was like, well, you know, maybe next week. Weeks went on, and he always said, Why don't you just come to church? Just give it a try. Just sit in the back. I was like, No, no, I don't, I don't want to go to church. I, I don't need all that nonsense in my life. <laughs> and it went on for quite a while. It wasn't that I had anything against God, or it wasn't that I didn't believe in God, but I just didn't associate myself with being in you know, that sort of circle. I, I was good enough to be with the people who knew God. The stuff I've been through, the stuff I've said, you know, it was, it was awful, it was too bad for me to come back from. Um, eventually, unfortunately, but fortunately, <laughs> Colin, Colin's arrested and um, snatched away a week before prison, a week before Christmas, straight to prison. Um, at that point, just as things were looking as if they got better, I thought, no, this is just, you know, it's happened again. Um, 
it's amazing that now I can stand here and say that actually that was the best thing to happen to me at that time. You know what I mean? <laughs> at the time, it was horrendous because I just thought, well, you know, he's telling me to go to church. I'm not going, and he gets party after prison, and this is just rubbish. Um, but, but looking back on the experience now, it's, it's actually a real positive, you know, it's, God did that for a reason. But when it first happened, they couldn't see that. I was so angry, I was fuming. And I remember coming into this church about two days after Colin gone to prison. I didn't know anybody. I don't even know why I came here. I mean, I do. God, obviously, that happened again. He thought, you know what? They must be off again there. <laughs> and I sat here, and I just—I remember looking around, thinking, "They're all mad. They're absolutely mad." <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Mark, you were snowman, weren't you? Just as a snowman on the stage. It's Christmas time again. <laughs> I'm thinking now, yeah, it's not going to be this place. But I stayed, I think because I was too embarrassed to leave halfway through, out of good manners, I, I sat and I stayed. And slowly, the women started to appear around me and I kept, I kept crying, which you couldn't understand. Um, and I remember saying, I'm calling to and I don't know what to do. And everybody was just so nice to me. Um, and I remember Rachel said to me, um, do, you, do you want to become a Christian? And I just said, yes, I do. I didn't think about it. I just responded, yes. And inside I was thinking, where did that come from? There was, there was no time given for me to think about it. It was just an immediate response to this to this, you know, thing that was happening. Um, there and then we prayed, prayed prayer. Um, and, and I became a Christian. Um, I mean, it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't as if something completely changed. But there was something that I can't put my finger on. It, it was something I've not felt before. And I think it was hope. There wasn't a great deal of it, but, but there was a bit in there, and it was niggling away at all the other stuff. And I kept thinking, well, I, I'm not really sure about this, you know, I don't know how, how it's going to work. But all these people, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that I thought it was amazing at first, because I'm not going to lie. I didn't. I thought, oh, I'm going to say, you know, what's all this now? I've had all that trouble and now I've got all this, all these happy clapping, you know, the, singing, <laughs> the dancing, you know, the telling to trust in this person that I can't see, that I don't know. But the seeds were being planted and I, and I kept on. It took a good few months. Um, and it used to make me laugh because I, I, I wear makeup um, and I used to turn up at church with my makeup on. If there was a week where I didn't wear my makeup, everybody thought there was something wrong. Like everyone was like, what's wrong? church today. Um, 
and listen and be told is just not in my persona. You know, be told, you, you may need to do this, you may need to do that. I was just so defiant on my, you know, I, I, I can't do that, I'm not doing that. Um, I tried the alpha course, slowly, that little bit of hope that, that I began to experience, it, it came in like, it came in balloons. Sometimes it would just explode inside me. I'd feel so happy about the, you know, about the future, about this this different way of living. But then quickly I'd like go back into the shadow and go, no, that's not for me. That doesn't work. And um, you know, I always felt that I'm not quite good enough. And um, you know, it's 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 not. It's for everybody else. It's all right for them, but not for me. Um, Alpha was, was really, really good. Um, and if you've not done the Alpha course, next time it comes up, I, I highly recommend. Uh, really, really good way of just introducing you to Christianity and just finding out answers to questions that you would never ask. You would never ever publicly say, oh, can you tell me about that? Um, because, you know, I, I didn't want people to, to see the vulnerable side of me. Um, after Alpha, I started to do Freedom in Christ. Um, and that, that was when it really, it flew up. It, it was just, it was awesome. You know, I started to learn. I, I'd learned from the beginning that you can pray anytime, anywhere, any place. And I used to forget to do it. And I used to find myself in a position where I'd be stomping around in the back and thinking, why is this happening? Why is that happening? But actually, all I needed to do was just stop and have a minute and go, do you know what, God? Can you help me out with your role? Can you just show me the way to go? Or can you just give me a bit of peace and stop me from being so hot headed? And the more I practiced, the easier it became. And it's so liberating to know. You, you, know, you hear people say, Oh, I'm talking to myself again. I don't talk to myself anymore. I talk to God. You know, I don't mutter to myself and to the floor. I talk to my father and, and listen. Which, you know, that's amazing. But everybody else has stopped listening because they're bored. Others and then came 
the next step of forgiving myself, that was so hard because, you know, to be able to say what you did, it's okay, it doesn't, it doesn't matter now, it's not relevant, that took a good deal longer. Um, you know, when, when, I, when I got my head around that, and when I kept hit, people kept saying to me, you've got to forgive yourself, you've got to love yourself, you've got to, you know, be a bit kinder to yourself. Um, you know, because I think it was Catherine said to me, when you are hard on yourself, when you are mean about yourself, you are being mean to God. Who doesn't want you to be horrible to yourself? And, you know, when he dawned on me, I'm being horrible to this man, this, this, the creator, the father, the creator of all things. I'm being horrible because I'm calling myself names. It, it, it just doesn't matter that I need, to, I need to do something about that. You know, I need to move forward. Um, it doesn't come naturally every day. You know, you've got, I had to put my full trust in God. I had to, to just open up, bear all, and go, do you know what? God, I trust you. I trust you. I had to keep going with this faith thing. You know, I had to really look at what was happening, look at how my heart was changing. And, you know, believe, keep on believing. You know, at times, even now, at times, you know, I do sit back and think, are we all crazy? You know? No, we, you know, we're not. It's quite easy to get wrapped up in what's going on in the world and forget. You know, forget your faith sometimes. So it's really important. It's important to me to keep reminding myself daily. You know, you've got to say your prayers. You've just got to trust God. And you've just got to follow the faith. You know, stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Things will get better. Um, that bit of hope that was exploding every so often in my heart, it, it started to, like, spread. Like, and it got really big. And, and it was such a weird feeling to wake up in the morning. I feel happy, just about nothing in particular, but just knowing, you know, that I was being looked after, knowing that there's another way to live, it doesn't have to be so difficult. Um, I mean, my life has changed so much, and it's the everyday stuff that's important, you know. And I, I know that Jesus loves me, right? He loves us all. And it's, once you get that in your head, it becomes easier. You know, once you start fighting it, and you know, and sort of denying it, but he doesn't love me, I'm not good enough. You know, you are good enough, I'm good enough. And he, he does love us all. Once you get that in your head, life does become so much easier. Um, I mean, I've put down here that knowing Jesus loves me and died for the forgiveness of sin still amazes me every day, which, you know, it does. Um, the, the way that I've changed, I mean, it's not been a dramatic change. Haven't suddenly gone from being that Gemma to this Gemma. I'm still the same Gemma, but now the heart connects to the eyes, you know? When I'm talking about something, when I'm feeling something, when I'm doing something, everything's connected now. It's not just the head doing what you've got to do because you've got to do this because this is what you have to do in life. I feel it now, you know, I feel life. Um, and it's great. And when I was poorly, I used to wake up already crying because I couldn't cope with what was coming. Sometimes now I wake up crying because I'm not happy. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. I mean, Colin can probably tell you otherwise. I'm not the happiest buddy in the morning, am I? Yeah. 
as you can stand by and service for him, faithful to him, but ultimately that he gets the glory. Just a very simple verse, generally, it means everything. Christ in me, the hope of glory. We pray that Christ will manifest in your life and that you bring hope to many. In Jesus' name. Very appropriate. God gave me this in the shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will bring healing to your body and refreshment to your own self. Honor the Lord with your wealth and from the first fruits of all your crops. Then your bars will be filled completely and your bats will overflow every wine. My child, do not despise discipline from the Lord, and do not loathe it with you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, just as the Father disciplines the Son, in whom he delights. I don't know where the time there is anybody else who sends in there. Come on then, darling.
of open double doors, and it was leading into bright light. You were stood at this, these double doors, and as the picture emerged, all I could see was a world, the other side, in the bright world. And it's like um, God is saying, I have open doors for you, and I have so much more for you, so much is going to happen for you as you, um, as you rest in Him and let Him work for you, so you will work for others. Revelation um, 3. Um, it's verse 8 specifically, but I'm going to read it more. Um, this is what the one who is holy and true, who holds the key of David, says When he opens the door, no one can close it. When he closes the door, no one can open it. I know what you do. I'll put an open door before you, which no one can close. I know you have little strength, but you have obeyed my teaching, and we're not afraid to speak my name. Thank you, Jesus. Just try to jump around.